the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views of the host and guests are their own, and not those of 930 AM, The Answer, or Salem Communications. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. <laughs> well, we had had to go to a little bit of a bull, bullpen action, right? Up, upgrading the internet out there or something that Millburger. So I can't hear. I'm gonna be there. Okay. Playing with the. Uh, are we on the air? Yeah. Ah. Don't say anything. I can't hear. It. Yeah, I can't hear anything. Oh. From. Uh, I can't either. We'll get it together. <laughs> we will get it together. Hello. Okay, I can hear Roy now. Yeah, see, there you go. Okay. So we're on there now. We shouldn't say anything ugly. <laughs> Let's hope not. Let's hope not. Let's hope we don't. Yeah, but anyway, we're uh, here now. We're down at the studio now. You can't hear me? I, I can't hear Jerry very well here. That's a good thing. I can say <laughs> good things about you, Calvin. Well, we're up here at uh, at oh, K, at K. Lou Plyne with Roy, uh, well, the, our weather weather person, weather personality. Here, uh, Roy. Uh, what, what do you what do, what, do you th- what do you think about the uh, weather today? Is it, uh, <laughs> any chance of rain or any of that? Not today. <laughs> <laughs> not today. It is not very Christmassy. I don't, I, don't, I don't see any out there. <laughs> no, that. See, you guys are in my beautiful studios right now, That's and so. Right. I just kind of look out the windows here and say, is it going to rain? No. (laughs) (laughs) That's a day. I I used to laugh at Bill McReynolds. He said when they moved him, he used to be on uh, WAI, of course, and uh, Bill said when they they put windows in his office or moved him him to an office with windows, his uh, weather uh, forecast... uh, and predictions and and, and evaluations uh, increased to hundred hundred percent. If you can look out the window, the UWL used to be in a, all the, they had no outside windows uh-huh. before they moved into. But the that's not place. always the case because I've yeah I've listened to forecast. Of course, if it's a lot of forecasts are pre-recorded and everything. Oh, yeah. yet. You'd, and you listen to them, and it may rain today, and you're out there trying to get through the traffic, you know. Well, uh, hey, do we have to let everybody know what's happening? Uh, Milton's voice has changed. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit. Uh, so Roy, Roy has taken over for us today. Yeah. yeah. 
Hey, here at 9.30 a.m., the answer. That's the way the weather people do. They just move up, you know. That's the that's the name out. of the game, right? They start out just giving the uh, giving the weather forecast, and then before you know it, they're president of the station or something. What do you what do you suppose that means, Jerry? You mean when we get this call and say, hey, we haven't got any Internet at the, <laughs> at the uh, nursery, and then meet at the station, and well, then, then when the... The substitute for Milton is ill. And, yeah, and, uh, we didn't want him breathing on us. He looked like yeah. he was sick. Because <laughs> he always looked like he's sick. That's what, that's what he looked. He just—I guess he just got so excited uh, <laughs> and, and doing another show with us that he just says, "Oh man, I, I can't think, do this." Anymore. I think he—he's—I think he, uh, from what I could tell. He was the one that found out the internet wasn't working out there at Millburgers. He was up there trying to set up, uh-huh. and uh, he was the one that found out that. Uh, that and this that may be the this may be the same for a couple weekends because yeah, they're, yeah. they're working on uh, general um, remodeling of, of of a lot of the features out there. If you've gone to Millburgers, you know they've got this great big new nice greenhouse. Yeah. If you got a poinsettia, that's where you got it, and so. Yeah, it's uh, as usual. Construction doesn't turn out as uh, predicted sometimes. So uh, <laughs> the next, they they figure that we'll be doing the show from the studio for a c- couple, couple weekends. weekends. Yeah, and we may have. Uh, I was trying to figure out. Uh, we have may may have Milton back next next week, but uh, oh man, oh, I don't know for sure. Yeah. <laughs> the way things are going, huh? Well, I see. Uh, I see in today's paper that uh, that you already started uh, talking about New Year's resolutions, Calvin. You, you jumped yeah. the gun a little there, didn't you? Son? Yeah, you know I don't like to get hung up on any uh, holiday, but <laughs> uh, get a little bit ahead ahead of it. You can't win, though. You know, if you put in your <clears throat> with with New Year's uh-huh. and Christmas. It's, uh, you, you know, there's lots of things to talk about on both holidays. And if you do get the paper, um, or if you want to, you can go to any of the corner stores or um, Ovaleros or any of those and get the, get the s- Saturday edition of the Sunday paper, and uh, the article will be in there. Yeah. And uh, what Jerry's talking about is that we, we talked about, as we do most years, we talked about... Uh, New Year's resolutions in gardening, and of course, there's always there's just a lot of opportunities. Just like there were a lot of opportunities for Christmas presents for gardeners, and they still got time. They could uh, get gift certificate at Millburgers for for uh, their gardener gardener who needs they need a gift for. Uh, but these resolutions, a lot of people retire this time of the year. Uh, or they're looking, talking about retiring in the spring and trying to figure out what they're going to do with their life. And so uh, <laughs> resolutions are kind of a... a uh, I never figured out what I was going to yeah, do in my you still still working on <laughs> I'm still doing the same thing. Yeah, I have a list, but it's kind of reassuring to have a list. Oh. You, you never... you. May never a have bucket, to use a them. bucket list or something. Well, yeah, things you I, want to do? I hate to call it the bucket list, but kind of yeah. <laughs> Here's what I'm going to do. You know how much fishing and how much gardening and and things. And of course, you get caught up with uh, all our old causes. Mm-hmm. 
you do your research, and I, I work on like the South Texas Home and Garden Show and all that kind of stuff. And it just turns out you got more, so they delegate more. more. Yeah, do, yeah, huh? they, yeah. Those other folks that work with you on that stuff, they just say, "Oh, you're retired now. Well, can you handle this part <laughs> of it again?" Uh, but, but on the resolutions, uh, just just a lot of things that you can uh, think about and consider. Um, yeah, and, I see. I see. You talk about the. Uh, uh, Joining joining a uh, volunteer organization like Master Gardeners, Garden Volunteers, and uh, then you list uh, somebody. Wrote, uh, we were talking about uh, Master Gardeners a couple of weeks ago, and somebody wrote us and said, that, "Well, just ca- call our attention that they're they're going to have one in Kerrville this spring." Yeah, they're going to have a. Okay. Gonna, there, there's a couple. I read too. I think the uh, Comal County's class is going to start. They, I think they're they're set though. Uh, Bear County will have one this spring. Yeah. Uh, the new, the the one I'm one I'm kind of excited about is the new South Texas That's Master right. Gardener chapter. It's for Wilson County, Carnes County, and Atascosa County, and uh, the classes are already scheduled. In fact, uh, Jerry and I are on the uh, on the agenda. I do, uh, Jerry has not. Uh, yeah, I just I told. Just I just say, told I Jerry. I told you I was going to be on the agenda. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, sometimes you <laughs> yeah, have to go ahead and ske- ske- schedule that. Jerry and then and talk him into it afterwards. Uh, <laughs> but they're going to start their that class in April. They're not fussy about the county lines, but I mean, most of your projects would be in those in those counties. And the good thing about the Master Gardener chapters are they they have enough projects and they're spread around that you you know it doesn't have to be real inconvenient. It can be something convenient. Um, a lot of our Master Gardeners work regular jobs and then they do their volunteer service in the evening or on weekends, uh, and it's fun stuff. And they pick and choose their own scheduling. Uh, the training is kind of you know the the training I think in the South Texas is going to be in the um, Wednesday mornings, mm-hmm. uh, and so that that uh, you have to have enough flexibility in your schedule to uh, attend training. Have, and then you, you, have you seen a new logo? No, it's got a gopher and a grass burrow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe. I think that ought to be one of the rules yeah. of the, no, uh, the I, I hope master that, gardener uh, class is not to <laughs> yeah. not uh, to ask about gophers or grass burrs. I was gonna I was gonna say, well, I hope nobody down there is taking that. Serious, but the, <laughs> we we do a class. Uh, Cherry and I do, and and then with the landscape school, uh, the uh, Brian uh, Brian Davis, the extension uh-huh. agent down there in Wilson County, is we do a class called the uh, gardening Floresville style, uh-huh. and of course those are some of the main topics, you know. <laughs> Raising, uh, we hadn't not, got, we hadn't got much better answers than than we've had for years on those gophers and grass and cut ants and and cut ants. Yeah, yeah. I forgot to cut ants. We could put we could put a little land in the corner there. It's the really road. really nice to be able to dig in the soil down oh, there. Yeah. But then, I guess there's challenges wherever you garden. You know, up here. Oh sure. I was putting putting in a new Martin house. Uh, this last week, and Uh-oh. and I was moaning and groaning about trying to <laughs> dig in that soil, and I said... How deep I, did you have to dig the hole? 
Uh, I just had, I'd go down about 18 inches and 18 inches to make a, for concrete that I'm going to put yeah. in, put in there. I and got a nice pole for Martin House if you ever need one. Yeah. Yeah, I went ahead and got some pole. I'm. I mean, this is a serious pole. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. I've uh, done some poles. Let, let me give people advice, and Jerry's probably learned this too. Get a pole that you can handle and that can come down yeah, easy yeah. without coming down on your head. I had that that big old one that I was so proud of <laughs> and came down roaring down, and luckily I was able to put my arm up, so I just got an injured an injured arm. This was this yeah. couple of years ago. But uh, ever since now, I've been leery of it. You know, I just kind of scary <laughs> looking, looking at it. It's as bad as checking for the uh, bats or the and the and the wasps in, yeah. the, in the house yeah. every time. But uh, but you well, got some good ideas in here. Yeah, and we most of the ideas we talked about. We talk about the talk nutri- about using your garden for nutrition. You know, yeah. the vegetables. More and more people are are doing that. Wildlife, the butterfly, the big butterfly push. Yeah. And uh, you talk about the um, chemicals that a lot of people don't don't uh, realize. Is that go through the chemicals in your garden shed. Identify, identify any materials that have sat unused for more than six months and box them up for the next pesticide disposal day. You know, you mean you're not supposed to flush them or? Put them in the garbage? No, you're not. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> okay, I'm kidding. Yeah, that's how, that's always a dilemma, but that that's what you do there. Uh, in most counties, we do in Bear County here too. Um, and I don't know if it's every quarter, Jerry, or some, some yeah, regular yeah, schedule. Yeah. They all, and it's over there on Bandera. They usually collect them. They used to anyway. Um, and you just go down there and you. Take all the, you know, if you've got stuff that the label's not clear, yeah, it's solidified, your BT that's five years old and, mm. uh, you know, which we question whether that's going to be as potent as it should be. Just just keep, keep your uh, pesticide inventory up to date because uh, it doesn't do you any good to have that stuff you're never going to use. And it can be potentially dangerous if you've got... You've got kids. Um, something happens to you. Mm-hmm. It, is, it just it's well, just, they're not going to do you any good if you yeah. get, hang out a label and can, don't know what they are That's and right. they're old. Yeah, I always uh, and I have to admit that uh, I hesitate to throw stuff out. I I think I think that. Uh. I think that that's uh, seven, and then I say, "What if I'm wrong?" <laughs> Toss it out, get yeah. a new one. Yeah. You don't ever get that uh, confused with your acephate, do you? Or your uh, no acephate? You figure that out. Yeah, even even though I can't smell <laughs> the the fragrance of cyclamen uh. or uh, Belinda's dream roses, uh, I can I. Can't can detect, <laughs> and mal- even yeah, malathion, I, I've got, I can detect. Yeah, that too. yeah. But if, it uh, ca- if it comes to the point that you can't uh, uh, smell orthene, it's time to or quit gardening. Acephate, <laughs> you need to uh, go go to the hospital as soon as possible, Kevin, and get yourself checked. We t- out. we tell a story. I don't know. Some of the people in the audience have heard this, but <laughs> I did uh, I did some research for acephate as a fire ant. Oh, uh, control, yeah. and they used to send me 
the acephate, and it would be sealed up. I mean, just sealed up, up and uh, peanuts, those uh, yeah. plastic peanuts around. And I would, I would hide peanuts. it. I would put it under my office, uh, my uh, desk in the office, and Jerry's desk was a ways away. But <laughs> without fail, he could detect. When <laughs> I there thought there was a dead rat in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I said, you can't smell that. Somebody told you that, that the shipment came. Yeah. I was going in there looking for a dead rat. That's what it smelled like to me through the container. And the amazing thing was it was through a sealed container, a, a, page, a pasteboard a sealed container. That's one Tube. of the, that's why people, uh, one of the reasons people know that acephates at work, anything that smells that terrible <laughs> acephate. you got to kill something, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I know the first time I used a, a pesticide, I was spraying grapes, uh, and uh, I was using. I said, "What was I using?" But it, it was a systemic type of a product, and uh, it just stunk to high heaven. And uh, I told somebody, I said, "Well, if stink kills, I'm doing a good job here because that this thing stinks." It's Saigon. That's what oh, I was using, I Saigon. I think that's on, still on the market. But that was a good systemic uh, insecticide that uh, we used to have, quite, people used to use quite a bit. Uh, now, the, those those chapters in uh, South Texas are, uh, are Bear, Guadalupe uh, County, Gonzales, and Comel County. The Master Gardeners. And oh. then the new south, South Texas is Wilson, Carnes, and Atascosa County. So call the uh, contact or go to the website, the county, the extension office, the AgriLife Extension, Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, for the county that you're interested in, or just most of the Master Gardener chapters have their own have their own uh, website too, and it'll give you all the particulars when the cl- next class is going to be. Operated, what you have to do to apply, and or you can call the county office too, um, and uh, f- find out that information. And it's a good good Christmas gift. It, it's a uh, what do they charge? A couple of hundred dollars. Yeah, it depends on the class. Our the new South Texas is going to be one hundred seventy five. Okay. But I think the uh, Bayer County is two seventy five. Roy, are you live over there, son? Yeah, that's that. That's that time for the break. That's the music. Oh, okay. Come on, I I, I didn't know what you were doing. (laughs) Oh, he was making that. Like you were breaking your fingers over there. It's breaking our neck or something. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's that time. Time to take a break. Very festive music today. There you go. There we go. So this is the isn't this the time where Milton says, "Give us a call at three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Let me slow it down. Three zero eight. 8867. Wait a minute, you did that wrong. <laughs> you got to put 210 on 210-308-8867 or toll-free 866-308-8867. That's We're the watching number. watching you like a hawk. Yeah, that's the number to be a part of the show right here on Millburgers Gardening. Give us a telephone call. We'll be right back.
Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road with a last-minute gift idea for you. It's a gift certificate from Millburgers. I know what you're saying. Yeah, Milton, every year you tell us about this. Well, here's why. There's a reason. It's a great gift idea, and here's why. If you've got someone who's a gardening fan, not even an avid gardener, but someone who just enjoys plants, a gift certificate of Millburgers allows them to get what they want when they want. So maybe they want a fountain. Maybe they want a hat. Maybe they want a tool. Maybe they want a tree. Maybe they just want a plant to give to somebody. That gift certificate will allow them to get what they want when they want. Here's a quick example. Fruit trees arrive in mid-January to early February. The best selection is at Millburgers then. So, you can't get them to them now, but you can get them that gift certificate, and then they can go during that time period and get what they want. That's a gift certificate from Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Give them a call and learn more, 497-3760, 210-497-3760. Yo, nurse, we are a couple of the new fathers of some of these raccoon babies in there. Can you tell us which ones are ours? Uh, yeah, they're all wearing the same mask, it says. Paging Dr. Furrytail, Dr. Furrytail, you're wanted in the East Attic. Yours is the one chewing on those air conditioning wires. That's my boy. Uh, which one is mine? Oh, that one chewing on the pink blanket? You mean insulation? No, yours is the one hanging from the rafters, keeping everyone awake and acting like a flying squirrel. Spring is the time of year when unwanted critters are nesting in attics and can cause all kinds of damage. But Critter Evictor specializes in humane animal control. And with their one-and-done policy, your unwanted guests ain't getting back in. Guaranteed. So whether you have possums, rats, mice, squirrels... And yes, even raccoons who act like squirrels. Call Critter Evictor at 441-4045. That's 441-4045. Man, that's my boy. This Christmas, when you put money in a Salvation Army kettle, expect change. Expect homes and hearts to be filled with warmth. Expect empty bellies and hungry souls to be fed. Expect need and despair to be transformed into hope and joy. Whether you give at the Red Kettles or at SalvationArmySATX.org, expect the Salvation Army to do the most good with your contribution in our community. The Salvation Army, doing the most good in San Antonio since 1889. Building a strong community takes each one of us, and Project One can connect you to organizations and companies that are doing just that. Listen this weekend to Project One for the way San Antonio organizations are changing lives and transforming our community. Hi, this week on Project One, we will be featuring the South Texas Marksmanship Training Center this Saturday night at 9, sponsored by Documation and SACLF. One person, one hour, one life changed. Project One. This is Albert Moeller for townhall.com. Everyone knows about George Frederick Handel, but few remember Charles Jennings. But it was Jennings who wrote and conceived the idea of the Messiah, the massive oratorio that is performed thousands of times worldwide at Christmas. Jennings wrote the libretto, that is the text of the Messiah, tying together the Bible's central story, God's salvation of his people through the work of the Messiah. He used the very words of the Bible for his text. Jennings had a purpose in his project, and that was to remind his audience of the truth and power of the story of salvation, and thus his attention to the birth of Christ. In just 21 days, Handel put the words to majestic music. For unto us a child is born. That is the prophet's declaration of God's great gift to us at Christmas. It is the reason for the unspeakable joy Christians know at Christmas. Merry Christmas from the Salem Radio family. I'm Albert Moeller. Learn more at townhallreview.com. 
It's the best time of the year I don't know if there'll be snow But have a cup of cheer Well, we can, we can answer that question. There will not be snow. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, project, I was kind of talking like there might be snow last weekend. Uh, but I, I, I think I'm going to miss that prediction. And we missed our prediction... I missed my prediction on hard freezes. Yeah, we the well. I said it was going to be the weekend of weekend. I think last uh, maybe it was last Sunday or Monday. The paper, the forecast that was in the paper, said, thought that we predicted that we were going to get a twenty-seven degrees this Sunday. But, yeah, but it's uh, all changed now. Yeah, we went out and covered our greenhouse. Uh, I mean, uh, covered the fans up and and the uh, the uh, external trying to keep the external coal out of there uh, and moved our coal sensitive plants into the greenhouse and uh, but uh, it's coming sooner or later <laughs> and Milton may be right you remember you predicted last week and I predicted this week and I told Milton to predict January mm-hmm and so he predicted the first week well, in January. It's, it's good that he gets something right. <laughs> <laughs> we should ask Barrett to make his prediction on when it's going to be cold. Roy, yeah. uh, I mean Roy. Yeah, that's how deep we are in the bullpen. They don't, you know, you never know that guy that deep in the bullpen's name, right? <laughs> but uh, Roy, Roy, it's not fair. He's got his meteorology <laughs> background. There the you go. Yeah, that's true. Of course, uh, Steve Brown reminded me when I was. During the droughts, when I was teasing him about, uh, you know, he's in, you know, control of this weather, and he, he should uh, bring us some rain, and and he got real serious and told me that that was not funny anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that, that everybody was uh, driving him crazy with is that he had, he was a meteorologist and not. Uh, uh, he doesn't, God. doesn't make it <laughs> happen. Mother Nature, you know. And, uh, <laughs> And so I quit teasing him about that. <laughs> and we can also always have the listeners give us a call and give us their predictions at 210-308-8867 or toll-free 866-308-8867 where you can talk to us right here on Millburgers Garden in South Texas. Speaking of our loyal listeners, I got a, a Calvin and I got a, uh, and uh, I guess Milton got it too if he's checking his email. Uh, a note from uh, uh, Billy McKenzie. Uh, it always comes by here one time. He said, and sent me, sent me two pictures of a beautiful Christmas cactus that he has hanging out in his Calamundo. Uh, said, uh, Christmas cactus right on time. Just just get to get the hanging basket out of the way. Uh, his wife hung it in the Calamundan tree next to our deck. And I said, uh, guess what? As we were eating this morning, we noticed we noted something red out in the out the window. Closed look revealed a pretty red Christmas cactus. Sometimes we just luck out. Well, Billy is a great gardener, and yeah, of course, he's, he's one of the one of the earliest master gardener classes. And he could have just taken credit for. Wonderful gardening skill instead of the the luck. But um, my article next Saturday is going to be about all, you know, poinsettia and calancho and Christmas cactus. And uh, we we haven't, we don't talk 
about Christmas cactus and clay well, as the, much as we used to. The one reason we didn't talk about it much this year is because uh, Florida, uh, you know, had those hurricanes, and that's where most of the Christmas cactus uh, suppliers are, growers are, and they were wiped out this year because of the hurricane. So there wasn't much there. And so so uh, I don't think Millburger even had had mm. any. Now that and that's so always hard to get and hard to find. Shame because that is the one that's relatively easy to get to bloom every year. Yeah, as Billy indicated. Now the Clancho, if I remember right, they they bloom a long period, mm-hmm. but once they've quit blooming, you may as well put them in the compost pile. Yeah, yeah it's always such a hassle to get them to rebloom. Yeah, again. and so a lot, a lot of those uh, plants, amaryllis. Uh, your uh, Neil yeah. Neil had a story about the amaryllis right. in the paper today yeah. too. The the amaryllis are, are nice. And, they, and what was that? What, what's he talking about? The waxed uh, amaryllis? Is that? I a, don't I don't know what that. Uh, well, a lot of people display them in uh, glass in uh, glass containers, yeah, in so the rock, you can see yeah. the big bub in the rock. Yeah, and so you can see the big bub, and uh, I guess they. They wax them to uh, maybe keep them dormant longer, or to keep them from rotting, or yeah. something like that. I, I, I'm not. I'm almost not made his article that. almost made it sound like there was a. They would Problem. they would sprout. You wouldn't have to put use the container because I don't think you have to use the container whether they're waxed or right. not. Uh, but they're they're pretty versatile, so you can you can re. We sprout those every year. Yeah, the funny, the funny thing about amaryllis is, uh, and by the way, uh, Millburgers has some. Uh, we were talking to Trace the other day, and uh, they've still got some. Uh, and uh, Today, some you could them, go load up on them today. If yeah, you and uh, I, when I, I used to give them to my mother and, and the ladies there in, in my small hometown there in Tennessee, uh, that was something that I could you know, they come, uh, some of them come prepackaged. In other words, they're in the container. All yeah. you do is add water. And uh, I got more comments when that stem started growing. Of course, the flowers were knockouts, too. And uh, But that that stem grows so fast and so big, just blows their mind. It yeah. blows people's mind. Pimp. So if, you, if you're looking for a, a late-term uh Christmas gift. Uh, uh, I, last time I asked, uh, we still had a good supply of good bulbs at uh, at Millburgers, and they're going to be open today till six. Yeah, and yeah. got a lot of a lot of things that you can buy there. I've yeah, got, I've, got, I've got traces listed. Yeah, it'd be great if you could get over to Millburgers because uh, you know to see some of the choices, but if you can't. Um, you can still call them and get the gift certificates right. sent off uh, to whoever you need to send it to and let them uh, decide, you know, if it's amaryllis bulbs or or uh, fruit trees or whatever. Pansies. I planted pansies uh, uh, yeah, day before yesterday. I, I, I'm doing my experiment with the pansies on the on the porch where the deer come. Yeah. Come. Has there been any action? No, well, not over. Well, I hadn't been out there. I planted them the day before yesterday, and uh, they were looking good last night. And I, I did the same with uh, 
you know, primrose, and then I got some more cyclamen, and I couldn't resist. Um, but I did it with primula, and uh, I kind of kind of cut back the begonias that weren't looking good and consolidated some, and, and then the with the containers that were empty, I put that primula in there. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's good. It's really spectacular. You know, it's it's ba- basically a pan, it looks like a pansy in the shade, but... Uh, I didn't realize how, how how sparse the live oak leaves uh, can be right now. So there's yeah, and and of course when I planted them, you know, was doing this rainy weather. Uh, yeah. and gosh, they were just looking like they're prospering and everything. And then I, and when the sun came out, I slipped <laughs> up there and they're, I mean that's the sun's just gonna beat down on them. Uh, hopefully, maybe it wouldn't. Won't won't be so intense that it'll cause yeah, a problem. I think part of that, and then then a. Of course, uh, we'll have that the the full drop and the restore of leaves pretty quick too. I hope we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, now, did we ever say, or did we ever know, if stocks are deer resistant, or will, will the will the deer bother stocks? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I was. Uh, well, I put some stocks out by the pansies, so oh, if the pansy draws them yeah. in, you'll appreciate this. I was out there. I carefully selected stock with the blooms and the, and the fragrance and everything. And uh, when I took them out there, uh, took them out to plant uh, uh, in the car, they about run me out of the car. I mean, uh, you they know, that the, the fragrance. They were that potent. Yeah. And uh, so then I'm planting them. My daughter's helping me. And so we're planting them, and my daughter says, this smell is, this odor is odor, she was saying. Oh, no. I gave her my fragrance comment. We don't, flowers don't have odor. They have fragrance. Some have, some have odor. Yeah, paper whites. Have yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and she said, yeah, I don't like that fragrance. Really? As I said, well, it's on the front porch. You know, it's on the front porch, so you won't get it in the house. I think that's the first time I've. I've had uh, the the two that I rate the highest, most the fragrance I like the best are stocks and sweet peas. Oh yeah, those sweet and, peas are nice. But, but you're you're right. Uh, even at the you know at the nursery, you've got those big yeah one gallon containers of of uh, stocks, really great for decorating around your your house, and uh, you can sm- you can smell them thirty. Oh 40 yeah, feet when away. you come in the nursery, yeah. so they're really nice. And that's what I did. I, I made. I took a. I had a big pot that uh, it had begonias in it, and they froze back. This is out to the Fair Oaks, mm-hmm. and they froze back. So I took uh, and several stalks, the one, the ones that had the most blooms on them, and planted them thick in those pots. So, uh, you know, stock doesn't have a pretty flower display like uh it's kind of sparse uh flower display and and you've also got the doubles mixed in with the single. the single flower ones so uh i put them in there as thick as i possibly could and uh it, it ended up to be a pretty uh-huh. nice display you know they got I, different colors too yeah. i didn't realize how yeah. many pretty colors they have. And I didn't realize that the stocks were as uh, sensitive to to the drainage. I've got my cut flower garden. Yeah. 
is uh, usually, you know, I, I irrigate it. And I've had some trouble with snapdragons, especially at the lower end, because they are a little, they are, you know, if, they, if you don't have perfect drainage, they, you can have a, a root rot. Uh, and uh, I noticed that quite a, quite a few are showing that symptom, and even some of the stocks are showing that, hmm. that symptom. Now, if you grow the snapdragons or the stocks in the r- whiskey barrels or container with potting mix, yeah, you never see it. Well, yeah. I'm in potting mix. Yeah, because they oh, because the drainage is so good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that just reminds you know, in a, every couple of years, I add a couple inches of compost, but uh, you know, it settles it settles it down, and so it just remind it reminds me that. Uh, uh, having a raised bed does not automatically mean you have uh, great drainage. Now, yeah. most things really do well. The, ve- the veggies and things, I never see that problem. But uh, uh, this, at least at least this cut flower garden, I am having a little bit trouble when it, the sto- soil stays soggy. Yeah, well. yeah, that'll kill them. Drainage. Uh, does, do you think to- stocks has about the same cold tolerance as... Uh Pansies, say pansies, or is it less than pansies? I think it's less than less pansies. Less than pansies? But I I don't know. I've never done a real comparison. I, I haven't either. I, I haven't grown much stocks because... I thought they were. I thought stocks are a little better than snaps. Okay. Because I, I, they don't always go... Th- they don't always have that break in the bloom in January. And maybe even snapdragons won't this year. Yeah. But... Uh, yeah, of course, pansies never do. Um, so stocks, dianthus are pretty, dianthus are up Now, were there. they, uh, like I said, I haven't grown stocks. This is my first time. Uh, when they, you know, they, they, they uh, when they, after they bloom, they make little seed pods. So I cut those seed pods off. I think uh, that's the, better. Will they reflush? Yeah. I tried that, uh, it was, I don't know if it was last year or the year before. And it made a difference, yeah. It does, uh, because they they can be a short bloom, uh, short season bloomer too. If you let, if you don't deadhead them, I think. Yeah. Uh, snapdragons don't don't seem to have the same issue, but uh, stocks. But the the um, colors are good. I like these old those old in the old days. The stocks were bigger. They were mm-hmm. more. Uh, they were less orderly. But they had, you know, more blooms on there. Now they're just like everything. They're they're having them more smaller, smaller and more uniform. So they can go in containers. Yeah, it'll be interesting to hear how your deer. I'm, yeah, I've pick got, and choose I've got from them the out where deer cafeteria. Deer might be able to get them, and uh, uh, you know, it'd be need if, uh, if uh, anybody out there that's growing uh, stocks and pansies and yeah. dianthus. Uh, snapdragons too, because I, I've grown snapdragons and the deer haven't seemed to eat them. But let us know what kind of uh, response you've had if you've grown them, where the deer can get a hold of them and they do they leave them alone or do they do they eat them up? That'd be good. Give us a call. Yeah. yeah um, go ahead. Yeah, give us a call. Three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. I thought you died over there. No, right? I didn't. I, well, I, I am eating this fruit you gave me. It's good, isn't it? It's pretty good. Not, not. I, I, f- I figured out that everybody at, out, at up here at the K 
Kalu for a radio station has never nine thirty a.m. and the answer you mean? <laughs> so I'm I'm trying to educate everybody. <laughs> does Milton does Milton need them? Yeah. He oh does. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he does. Yeah, I used to give him to send them to his mother. Remember? And they are good. <laughs> yeah. Were you? I remember. Easy the appeal, aren't they, Roy? Very easy. How old is your kid? Well, I have two. I have a newborn. I have a nine-year-old. Uh, you take take that sack home. <laughs> A nine-year-old, and he'll he'll tell you how good they are. <laughs> and how easy they are to peel. They are very easy, very easy. Give us a call, 308-8867, 210-308. Well, you two are making me hungry now. 8867. <laughs> <Another Santsuma. laughs> you think that's squirrel damage on there, Calvin? <laughs> I don't think so. I've never seen a squirrel... That's been content. Is it time for a break? Or yeah, we'll, we'll, just, we'll just figure a, out if it's squirrel damage while we take a quick break. Give us a call. Maybe. Toll free, 866-308-8867. We'll be right back. Maybe that's squirrel. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road with a last-minute gift idea for you. It's a gift certificate from Millburgers. I know what you're saying, yeah, Milton, every year you tell us about this. Well, here's why. There's a reason. It's a great gift idea, and here's why. If you've got someone who's a gardening fan, not even an avid gardener, but someone who just enjoys plants, a gift certificate of Millburgers allows them to get what they want when they want. So maybe they want a fountain. Maybe they want a hat. Maybe they want a tool. Maybe they want a tree. Maybe they just want a plant to give to somebody. That gift certificate will allow them to get what they want when they want. Here's a quick example. Fruit trees arrive in mid-January to early February. The best selection is at Millburgers then. So you can't get them to them now, but you can get them that gift certificate, and then they can go during that time period and get what they want. That's a gift certificate from Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Give them a call and learn more. 497-3760. 210-497-3760. Dale Wamsley explains what happens when the government gets involved in your money. Cycles have normal restrictions upon them. And if it was a pure and open marketplace, you could count on cycles to keep us going in the right direction in a safe zone forever. But my friends, when the government gets in and gerrymanders the world, cycles are not pure. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Weeknights at 9 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick for Spider-Man Pest Control, your web of protection since 1976. And there are so many cool things to tell you about Spider-Man Pest Control. One of the coolest, though, is the fact that other pest control companies call Warren when they have problems. And they work together as a team. This is so cool. Warren has been on national boards for pest control, state boards. He's a well-respected man, and he's right here in San Antonio. So when other companies have problems, maybe they can't solve something, they call Warren. Well, you can call Warren, too. Spider-Man Pest Control's number is 210-656-3721. To get Spider-Man Pest Control for yourself, 210-656-3721. Or go to the website and learn more about all the stuff that they do. The website is GoSpiderManPest.com. GoSpiderManPest.com. You'll get Spider-Man and Warren Remy when you go to GoSpiderManPest.com. He'll help you like he's helped others residential, commercial, and more. GoSpiderManPest.com. Hi, this is Rhonda Bone of Rhonda's Nature's Way with two locations to serve you. Most of us have some unwanted fat we want to get rid of. Try Sigform HCG, a homeopathic fat release system. It displays no known adverse side effects 
targets the abnormal fat deposits that we don't want for well-needed energy. Increase blood flow for fat burning with a healthy lifestyle plan and no dips in your sugar level. Come in and get your information on SickForm HCG at Rhonda's Nature's Way 2 locations. 624 Southwest Military Drive at Shopper City Mall. Call 210-924-6922 and 8059 Callahan at the Grandview Shopping Center at the corner of I-10 West and Callahan. 210-344-1482. Rhonda's Nature's Way with two locations. We at 9.30 a.m. The Answer thank you for listening and frankly ask you to give your business to our sponsors. Businesses we know you can trust when it comes to services for your home and family like Texas Plumbing Diagnostics, Pax Financial, and Bright Wing Exteriors who will give a free no-obligation consultation on improving and protecting your home with windows and hardy plank siding. 210-621-3745 for Bright Wing Exteriors. On the home team as seen at 9.30amtheanswer.com. Welcome back to Millburgers Garden in South Texas. Jerry's dancing, tapping his hand a little bit. There you go. You can be a part of the conversation, 210-308-8867. That's 210-308-8867. And toll free at 866-308-8867 to show you how it's done. We have James on the line. James, how are you? Hey, how are you guys doing today? We're doing pretty good. How are you doing? Beautiful oh, really, really great. The sun came out. Uh, it's starting to warm up. Oh, yeah. I wanted to ask you all a question about uh, have you ever used that uh, What was uh, Santa Claus herbicide? Sarah, no, what's the punchline, James? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I've never heard of it. Yeah, it's a ho, ho, ho. Oh. <laughs> oh. A- actually, I used to, we used to ho, ho all the time in uh, Minnesota in organic soil. Yeah. I don't, I, I hardly ever ho at all. Now, if I'm, I pull weeds by hand a lot. Yeah. Uh, and but, you use a lot of mulch. Yeah. Well, I, I should use more, but I, but I, uh. Just like the the snapdragon, it's my cut flower garden. I I'm, I'm weeding that strategy. by hand. Do you you use oh. the hoe a lot? Well, my hoe's kind of rusty this time of the year, but I I do pull it out every once in a while. I got a stirrup hoe. I I, I kind of like to use that. Yeah. You know, on raised beds, though, James. You, you 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 use you put the rows so close together you and you garden so intensely that a hoe is not nearly as uh, convenient or as useful as as it is when you got plenty of space to walk in between rows and mm-hmm. things. That's true. So well, that that may be mulch. That. And uh, like when it when it gets hot in the summertime, uh, that. Soil temperature under the mulch is a lot cooler. Uh, I remember Malcolm told me what his experiment was one time, but it's 
It's like in the '80s, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, really making a difference. Yeah, that was that was that was an impressive uh, bit of research that he did. Well, it just may what it, it was so important because it uh, increased the the reservoir. You know, one of the problems we have is we have limited good soil. So if you only got three inches of soil and one of it, one of them gets up to hundred, the surface gets up to hundred and forty degrees. You may only have uh, two inches of useful soil, so you so anything you can do to make that whole reservoir more useful, and that and that's one of the things that mulch does, both with moisture and with the soil temperature. Yeah, yeah I've seen uh, roots growing up in the mulch layer a lot of times. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. He he also said that uh, the. Microbial life in the soil is uh, once it gets like too hot, that that pretty much goes away. That the mulch is pretty good to keep keep everything uh, working right. Yeah, uh, Neil Sperry did a uh, did a little write up on the, in his newsletter. The, I think it was this week. Said uh, about using mulch in the winter. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't think about using mulch in the winter. I do. I've got a sad situation. My leaves are starting to fall, Calvin. Yeah, I, was, that's right. I was hoping they were. They turned pretty red. The tree was pretty red. It's red oak, of course, and uh, and now the with this the, this cold snap, the the leaves are beginning to fall slowly. So now we need a hard wind to blow them into my neighbor's yard as soon as possible. So uh, maybe maybe when these next cold fronts come through. But anyway, uh, the reason we talked about leaves is because uh, we run over them with the lawnmower rather than picking them up and bagging them up, except for my neighbors who I appreciate them bagging them up for me and putting them out on the curb and putting them, putting them in those nice paper sacks that we have to put them in. Now. Well, that's uh, great. I got a church lady uh, that, uh, that saves leaves from one of the biggest – uh, red oaks and shirts over there, and uh, yeah, man, that's just drive by and load up the truck, man. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> She's a nice lady. But anyway, uh, uh, Neil was talking about that the mulches at this time of the year uh, slows growth of weeds and uh, winter weeds. I, I, I hope that wouldn't up, upset my uh, horse herb, Calvin. If, uh, if we put a yeah, the horse heavy herb. layer of mulch on there, that, that might uh, choke it out a little bit. Well, the horse herb retreated during that dry spell. Oh and, yeah, it did. And then it's just starting coming yeah, back now. Yeah, mine is too. But what what is really coming now is the rescue grass. Yeah, yeah. I, I was I was upset I didn't have my gra- green grass this year oh, like I did last year. I haven't got I haven't I've got it in. The, like the uh, like the edge of the garden, yeah. A, a well, lot the of water it, but, gets water, but not out in the middle of the lawn. And then uh, Neil also talked about a moderate rate of change of the soil temperature. Uh, the, the, of course, we don't have to worry about free, soil freezing here, but uh, the freeze thaw cycles and and like it's like uh, the. Uh, like James was talking about, it just slows the drying process by limiting soil to air contact. Even in the winter, the soil is dry out, and watering can be challenging when it's cold. Uh, mulches can lighten that need. 
and it also uh, lessens the erosion by uh, slowing the flow of the runoff when, when we have extremely heavy rain. And it reduces splashing of the rainfall and irrigation uh, uh, on desirable plants and on the side of the house. So there's 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 a need for uh, mulches in the in the wintertime as as well as in the. Hey summertime. James, do you ha do you have problem with the deer with deer? No, they pretty much stick to the backyard and okay. the, where the tank is out back, and they pretty much leave my garden alone. But I do have some. Uh, some fencing around it. So. Okay, I was wondering about that. Uh, oh. Jerry's got me curious about stocks and uh, whether um, whether the deer will eat them. And then I wanted to find out too if folks what what kind of experience people have had with snapdragons uh, and uh, the deer, because I I think they're I think they're not a favorite deer food, but they. You know, if the deer travel through them, of course they chop them up. They're they're kind of a stiff stem. All right, sounds good. Well, the thing that I got one more question for you guys. Uh, yeah. Uh, last year I piled up the mulch around the uh, the big uh, La Feliciana peach about this time of the year. Not up close to the trunk, but out further. Okay, and it seemed to delay. Uh, you know, bud break, leafing, flowering by a little bit. I, I, it's no scientific experiment. Does the soil temperature trigger growth in the spring, or is it the, the ambient air? I think it's both. Yeah. Yeah, so that would be a... mulching this time of the year to try to delay flowering is just a waste of time? Well, I wouldn't say a waste of time. If you, if you could get... Two or three days uh, or a week out of it, you know, if it would be that effective, then that could make mean the difference between a crop and not a crop. So that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And and like you say, the the mulching, uh, all the benefits that we just went through, uh, would would be, would benefit your tree as well. So. Uh, I, I think you, you you'll be all right. Uh, Certainly wouldn't more. hurt anything. It won't hurt anything for sure. But it, it's it's the soil temperature and the ambient air temperature right, that the right, plants use to. Right. I'm not. I don't know if there uh, there must be some research, but I I'm not familiar with anything that was very. Uh, you know, detailed or on soil uh, temperature. Yeah, the which was the most effect. The, we yeah. know. We know the air temp the the average or the ambient air temperature right. makes a difference, uh, but whether the soil temp and of course that's related soil temp would be related to the air temperature and then affected by mulch. So you would think all of those things would be a factor. Right. You just don't know how much. Okay, boys. Well, y'all have fun and thanks a lot. I appreciate it. When you go plant your tomatoes. Uh, the hoop house tomatoes go in the middle of February, so they get seeded the first of January. Yeah, it's, it's time. Yeah, you know, a the first of, like first of January is a little over a week away. You know. Oh yeah, it's for the for the protected uh, tomatoes. We're yeah, we're right right there, man. So yeah, yeah. Good find, luck. Find the heat mat and get everything drug out. There you go. All right, thanks for calling, James. Thanks. Have a happy, have a merry Christmas.
All right. right. Thanks, James. There you go. 308-210-308-8867 is the number where you can be a part of the show. Or give us a call toll-free, 866-308-8867. couple of minutes here you can get in uh, this hour. If not, we're back for another hour starting at 1 o'clock. We'll see if we can get to this break. I know what Jerry likes to do. We'll see if we can get to this break that's coming up <laughs> at the bottom of the hour. Uh, but a lot going on. You guys did say that Millburgers uh, is open today until six o'clock, right? But I know I was, I've been listening to the show, obviously. And if you need anything for your Christmas tree, or if you need a Christmas tree, that's not the place right now, right? No, <laughs> they, they've sold out of Christmas. Yeah, unless you want, unless you want, got a few living. One of those with the the roots on it still. Like, <laughs> Uh, They've but, got some living Christmas. But it's uh, you know it's still practical to get uh, the gift certificate for there you go. Present. You can even do that by more fun to go to Millburgers, but you can do that by even on the phone. Uh, just call them up and uh, give the folks the information where you want them to mail it. I guess you wouldn't. Well, you probably wouldn't. Uh, mail probably wouldn't get to them by Christmas. <laughs> no, but, no. But, uh, but it uh, in the mail, you could get it. The, and, the, the uh, gift gift certificate is in the mail. That's what you tell them. Yeah, <laughs> Christmas Day. Huh? It's on but, the way. But I've if you stop by the, the nursery before. before six, you could pick the gift certificate up. Especially good, you know, if you're going to Grandpa's yeah place for Christmas or mm-hmm. uh, to an aunt's place. Uh, that's a big, a great little gift to carry along. There you go. Yeah. Stop it, stocking stuffer. Say that three times fast, right? <laughs> he couldn't even say it once. I've got, I've got uh, uh, Trace's uh, gift list here uh, that I've been carrying, and uh, he lists tools, almanac. You can get an almanac at that. I think you could also get some uh, for still got some free Crawford lettuce seed out. That's there. right. Uh, get and get some. This is a good time to plant. Yeah. If you're looking for something to plant now, too, uh, you still plant sweet peas, the flower. We talked about the fragrant yeah. flowers. Um, and alyssum stock and sweet peas, if you get those three in your garden, you really have some great fragrance. If you got a truck or something, I wonder I wonder if they sell those uh, planted uh, whiskey barrels and uh, uh, planting benches. Absolutely. I mean, do they with plants in them? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So a pre-planted yeah, uh, I saw container the, garden. All right, you guys got to pause for a quick break. Price tag. In there. We'll be right back on Millburgers Gardening right here, 9.30 a.m., the answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9.30 a.m., the answer. Welcome Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. That is Jerry Parsons. That is Calvin Finch. I am not Milton Glick. Uh, no kidding. <laughs> no, I'm not Milton Glick. Going. You, you look strange. <laughs> Y'all have a resemblance. Well, you, you know that he's been out because he had some surgery. You yeah. know, so <laughs> well, we, we haven't. We don't know what he's had. Well, there you go. Well, he he's out. He's been out, and well, honestly, I, you shouldn't have said anything, Jerry. It was sounded like 
Roy was going to tell us. Well, more. I was going to say I oh. could. Be, I was going to say if he's, I could be the new Milton Glick. You don't know. Uh. <laughs> you don't. They're, they're doing strange things these days, Jerry. There you go. All right. <laughs> but hey, if you want to be a part of the show, give us a telephone makes, call. Makes you uh, wonder, though, Jerry, that we we've driven. Let's see, we've had four different <laughs> radio professionals uh, in, no. in just a two-week period. It just goes to prove we can work with anybody. Uh. <laughs> Well, maybe nobody stayed with us. Well, well that's true. Milton, I guess Milton and he, Milton got ill. So I think it may be the Satsumas. And maybe maybe the Faye feeding them all yeah. those Satsumas. No, and then and Barry was uh, ill this morning. Yeah, or at least he was pretending he was. Alive. Yeah, I'd hate to think it's you guys. I hate to, but give us a call at two two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven to be a part of the show or toll free at eight six six three zero eight. 8867, where you can uh, be a part of the show right here on Millburgers Gardening. I found, I found my information on uh, Amaryllis. Did you? As it said, uh, first back, uh, first quality bulbs that have been cared for since they arrived, kept cool and dry. If the, if the boxes are crumbled or look like they've been wet, move on. And just to have it... <laughs> And just to have it said, yes, they're expensive for a bulb, uh, but uh, they they give they give you your money back. Give you, uh, you they're worth every penny that you pay for. Uh, also, uh, most amaryllis come pre-potted, potted with uh, good potting soil. If yours isn't potted, use a terracotta pot uh, and a loose, a high, highly organic pl- uh, potting mix. One-third of the above should extend out of the soil. Water the soil thoroughly as soon as you take the pot out of the box and plant the bulb in its new pot. Uh, amaryllis flowers and foliage will develop most normally if they're cool in a cool, sunny location. If you're growing yours near, near a window, rotate it one-quarter of a turn every day to keep it from bending. Because it'll it'll bend toward the light, of course. Uh, no fertilizer will will be needed uh, as it comes into bloom. Keep it uniformly moist, but not wet, and away from hot drafts. Uh, drafts. So, uh, and and like I said, uh, last time I checked, Mailburger had some some real number one uh like 14 amaryllis different flowers. varieties of yeah different colored flowers All different colored flowers but uh my old mama she always wanted a red you know i tried the pink on her and the uh-huh. red striped and everything else but uh and so did she have a bed that she pondered yeah, them into yeah. afterwards alongside of the house that was the south side of the house uh-huh and uh right alongside of the house now, unfortunately, they were under a under a walnut tree, so uh, they didn't get much sun. Uh huh. So they they bloom sparsely the what, next year. What is the the uh, selection that uh, was would naturalize? Um, kind of a red well, flower. I was trying to remember. Yeah. Um, Judy, uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. When you, uh, when I moved in with Judy uh, like 25 years ago, 
they were she had a whole a whole bed of those mm-hmm. and uh, of course then the, the deer issue got the the deer would eat them and then the the, the deer would eat them amarillo yeah, yeah and then the drought they won't eat iris yeah yeah they don't seem to you know they don't eat iris at all in most know. neighborhoods um but i was just thinking about that i you know i got one or two or three remnants of the of her old amaryllis population mm. left and they were the ones that were naturalized and they were for for a period of time they're very thick i guess they must like just like anything uh sensitive to five years of drought too mm-hmm. so. yeah but they're tough but uh, some of the varieties is really tough you're right uh, um, she, like i said she used hers and uh as it, as it finishes blooming, trim the flower stalk off down into the foliage. The leaves will develop as winter turns into spring. They're actually quite pretty, and they're critical to its success, success and it's reblooming the following winter. In other words, the leaves are. But there's a period, let's see, you let the, the leaves um, decline naturally, right? Right. Towards the... And sometime in the summer, June sometime perhaps, it'll decline right. to the point where you can do the the drying out? Yes. Around the second half of August, lay the plant and its pot on its side. It's amaryllis now. And, and let it uh, go dry for five to six weeks, starting in August, second half of August. That will stimulate the dry spells it has to have in the... Uh, in its native home. By early October, you can you can trim off the dead foliage, lift the bulb out of the old pot, and carefully repot it into fresh potting soil. Water it deeply and start the whole process over again. Um, that's been successful about uh, 75 to 80 percent of the time. So uh, it. it it's a it's a good flower to uh, let's let's to also go. talk about poinsettia because a lot of folks have a lots of you know poinsettias at home and uh, of course we've emphasized all along that the, one of the keys is they they are a plant that needs a moist soil and so uh, and it's not always convenient to water them every day because they're on the counter or on a piece of furniture and so we worked out. And if you want all the information, it's on plantanswers.com. We worked out one of the best ways to deal with that need for water is once a week go do the basically an immersion in the sink. Right. Get them soaked all the way through. Then during the week to use ice cubes to keep that soil moist. And the ice cubes put enough moisture in there to kind of make it to the to the weekend, but not so much water that they... That they're gonna stay in the furniture or uh, yeah. run out. So you know, if you got your continue to have your aluminum foil on there or whatever you have, that'll that'll protect the furniture. Pot covers, yeah. Yeah. So well, they'll they'll last four they'll last four or five months. Oh yeah. Careful. One one interesting one thing that you, we should keep in mind that that's a good recommendation for watering them uh, is when you do that. Uh, Watering from the bottom, in other words, you submerge it where it's to uptake water from the bottom of the pot. You've taken it out of the pot cover, by the way. 
you got the bear pot and in and standing water. Once you take it out of that standing water, in other words, once it's soaked up some soil, some uh, moisture, uh, you need to let it drain real well. Because yeah. you don't want to put it straight back into the uh, pot cover and have it standing in water. I was talking to Paul Cossop, one of the uh, growers of, of uh, poinsettias for the, for the San Antonio market, and he said, uh, rotting those roots off where, where they're standing in water is the fast, fastest way to kill a poinsettia. Mm. Uh. Now, they, they water them at, at, in the commercial places with drip irrigation, basically, uh, so it, 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 and it never, they add enough water to, to where it moistens the media and it doesn't run through and, yeah. and keep it wet. And the media is well loose, well drained. Now one yeah. of the one of the issues, you know, we, we oftentimes put poinsettia in in the shady you know, the most decorative part of the house. Yeah. In the I'm, shady part. But that's not the best place for it oh, in terms no. of yeah. So if you if you uh you over the holidays if you had a a uh, special place for decorative reasons. If, if you can find a place that has, what, morning sun, they'll, yeah. they'll last much longer. I mean, they they can't they can't take dense shade forever. And if you decide to, to, to move it out to a patio or something, you know, sometime during the day when you got patio sun on the patio, be careful... To watch the temperature because they are very sensitive to cold temperatures, and we're not, it doesn't have to be below freezing or yeah. freezing or below. Well, I think that to damage them. That weather we experienced yesterday, uh, that wind, that cold wind. Yeah, wind. I think wind that could have that, that could have caused. I, I imagine that that if you had that, you know, sitting in the car or waiting, you know, waiting to put it in the house, that that could have caused some damage, some wil- wilting, too. Yeah, we we notice a lot of people, uh, when they're transporting them, like, like you said, in the car and things, they, they ignore the temperatures. But uh, they are very cold-sensitive. They're, you know, they're from uh, South America. Yeah. And so they they don't understand cold. Well, we've heard experiences about folks have called in uh, and talked about well, we bought them. We bought them. We were real careful getting them into the the car, and then the car the sun was beating down, so the inside yeah. of the car was was warm. And then we uh, where the next place we went, you know, we just opened the door for a while, and <laughs> the cold, the freezing cold weather went through there, and it was enough to. To wilt them, it can so they oh, yeah. and just carrying them uncovered through freezing weather can do the job too. Yeah. So you got to be a little careful with them. But most people, I think, have them at, at home now. And the key, you can, if you want four, four or five months of a really good-looking plant, you just keep them moist, keep them out of the drafts, cold or hot drafts, and then get them some a little bit of some sun, at least morning sun. Yeah, that'd be good. Soothing. I was I was noticing, uh, I guess it was yesterday. I was water. I got my daughter some points. That is, and 
I noticed uh, I've been checking them. They'd been out there two or three days, and uh, the, they were still moist to the touch. Now, they were big. They were 10-inch uh, point feathers, so they're in big pots. And so um, I waited till they till they started getting a little drier to the touch, and then I determined rather than put soaking them in the sink like you're talking about, they're so big uh, and brittle. By the way, they're they're hard to move. Point said once you get uh, the, when they get well, that big, especially if they're in a nice display. Yeah, yeah, move. right. And so I I determined. That so not to overwater them, I would get a, a glass and put a known volume of water in each in the glass before I put it in the container in the pointer container, and I only put that known volume of water in there, and uh, that that's better than just taking a pitcher of water over there and watering it, you know, putting it in there until you think you've got it watered well enough. If you just put a known volume of water in there, that, uh, that that that'll wet the potting mix again, or moisten the potting mix again, then you, you will avoid uh, overwatering and uh, possibly spillage on your furniture. Well, and, and the good news is that the n- new varieties are not like. Oh yeah, they're not the, nearly as sensitive yeah. as old. In the old right. days, one drying out, drop and, the leaves, and the story is over. Yeah, drop the leaves. Yeah, now you can, now you can get by sometimes, depending on how severe it is, you two or three times. And, yeah, um, but it's always best if you can keep keep that soil moist, moist to the touch. Yeah, now, I think I, th- I think in my article next week I mentioned the ice cubes every day. That, yeah, that that that's not uh, bad. Probably the case. But but be sensitive to the fact that it, I didn't think about uh, overwatering. I've d- never really experienced overwatering because my point said it's always been a the problem has been underwatering. Yeah, right? yeah. Overwatering. They dry out so fast. They got, they got a big plant and a smaller container, so they dry out fast. But if there's a saucer under there, that can be an issue. Yeah, that, that, that's so. what Paul, Paul was saying, uh, Paul Cossip. Was saying that uh, that people would use saucers and and basically those uh, pot covers that uh, green green and gold and uh, green and gold are the main colors. White, I think you can get them white, but uh, they can turn out to be a a pot. In other words, hold hold that yeah. water under there. And uh, Paul said that's a kiss of death. But anyway, uh, take care of your poinsettia, and then people say, can I plant? You always know when you, I love going in these uh, doctor's offices or something like that, they only drop the green leaves. Have you noticed that? When, you, when they dry them out, they drop the green leaves first, and so you're left with a bare stalk with the, the red brack leaves yeah. on there. I always, and so I, I always tell the, tell the people. I said, throw that thing away. They said, oh no, look at the pretty uh, yeah uh, red leaves on there. Our flowers, they call, but they're not flowers. But uh, 
when when they lose all the green leaves, it's probably the time to yeah. get thrown away. Well, it always disappoints me because they'll take great care of it up to the then they have the holiday break. You know, might be three or four days. Yeah, they just leave it in the office. And, you know, they're meticulous in the care up until that break, and then <laughs> those three or four days without any watering. Yeah. And, and uh, then they'll be all wilted when you come back. So. And it's probably not a good idea to put it and say, well, I'll stand them in water, let them uptake the water. That's probably not a good idea. It's probably be, should be like a puppy and you take it home and there care for it and take it back. <laughs> but or unfortunately, you can't take these back. Or visit the office and water them. Three zero eight two ten three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is the number. Milberg's Gardening with Jerry Parsons, Calvin Fitch, and me. There you go. Roy, hey, Roy McDonald. Is there, what, is there uh, you want to check on the weather? I, we already have it ready on deck coming up after the break. Yeah, let's do that. Cause we'll it's, get to uh, the weather. That's what I do best, right? In other words, you're telling me to do what I do best. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Leave this part alone and get back to the weather. All right. We'll be back. Give us a call. Toll free, 866-308-88. It's an important contribution that you make. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think he's going to get this one right. For some reason, I think he's going to get this one right. We'll Why? It's, it's not going to be oh, <laughs> out the window? <laughs> we'll be right back. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road with a last-minute gift idea for you. It's a gift certificate from Millburgers. I know what you're saying. Yeah, Milton, every year you tell us about this. Well, here's why. There's a reason. It's a great gift idea, and here's why. If you've got someone who's a gardening fan, not even an avid gardener, but someone who just enjoys plants, a gift certificate of Millburgers allows them to get what they want when they want. So maybe they want a fountain. Maybe they want a hat. Maybe they want a tool. Maybe they want a tree. Maybe they just want a plant to give to somebody. That gift certificate will allow them to get what they want when they want. Here's a quick example. Fruit trees arrive in mid-January to early February. The best selection is at Millburgers then. So you can't get them to them now, but you can get them that gift certificate and then they can go during that time period and get what they want. That's a gift certificate from Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Give them a call and learn more. 497-3760. Delightful Decors is your source for blinds, shades, shutters, tile, carpet, and countertops. Call us today and let's get started. Check us out online. We have 300 reviews on the major sites like Yelp and Angie's List. Get delighted with Delightful Decors. Get delighted with Delightful Decors. Call me for Dale Wamsley explains what happens when the government gets involved in your money. Cycles have normal restrictions upon them. And if it was a pure and open marketplace, you could count on cycles to keep us going in the right direction in a safe zone forever. But my friends, when the government gets in and gerrymanders the world, cycles are not pure. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 930 a.m. The Answer. 
Are you or your child suffering from attention deficit disorder or hyperactivity issues? If so, it's not because of a drug deficiency. Now there's a natural way to address your lack of focus and concentration. Vox's Attend is a natural three-dimensional product designed to help children and adults alike. Attend helps improve attention and concentration. Before you resort to harsh drugs with potential side effects, Try Attend today. Thousands of people of all ages have benefited from the great results of Attend. Start enjoying the great feeling and staying focused and on task, allowing you to get the most out of your day. Ask for Attend at one of Rhonda's Nature's Way 2 locations, 624 Southwest Military in Shopper City Mall and 8059 Callahan at I-10 West in Callahan. We are so confident that you will see results with Attend. We are offering you the opportunity to try it risk free. Remember, if you can't pay attention, you need a 10. If you lease office, retail, or warehouse space for your business, the last thing you want to do is overpay the landlord, but it happens every day. Hi, I'm Scott McMurray and president of Bottom Line Realty Advisors. We work with business people who want an effective strategy for their next real estate decision. Whether leasing or buying, it affects your bottom line. Your landlord has representation and you should too. Even if you're a good tenant with no plans to move at all, you're the most vulnerable to getting a really bad deal. We only represent our clients, never landlords, so we have no conflict of interest. We stay on your side. Call me, Scott McMurrian, at 210-535-7800, and we'll negotiate from a position of strength. BottomlineRealtyAdvisors.com Bottom Line Realty Advisors We get the landlord off your bottom line. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. Jingle bells swing and jingle bells ring. Snowing and blowing a bushels of fun. Now the jingle hop has begun. Welcome back. Neil Burgers Gardening, South Texas. Roy McDonald filling in for a few people, but mainly Milton Glick. <laughs> Here with Jerry Parsons and Calvin Finch. You can be a part of the program today by giving us a telephone call. The number is 210-308-8867 or toll-free 866-308-8867. And Calvin, you wanted me to give a bit of a weather update coming up for the week, right? Yeah, yeah the, especially the percent chance of rain, Roy, for today. For the <laughs> well, especially because there were some forecasts earlier of uh, freezing temperatures, and uh, I don't know. It doesn't look like now. Yeah. What What do you What's going to happen, Roy? Yeah. So from what I'm seeing here, it's going to tonight looks to be the coldest night coming up uh, tonight into the morning. It's going to be a low. Uh, tomorrow of 35 degrees, high of 67. So I'm not sure if we even get all the way down to 35 because it's going to warm up pretty good tomorrow. And then uh, Monday to start off the week and to get your Christmas Day going, to be a low of 37 degrees, high of 55 with uh, partly cloudy skies. So no rain yet in the forecast for Monday, but some cloudy skies. Tuesday, 20% chance of some morning showers with a low of 44, high of 61 degrees. Wednesday, cloudy skies, high for, uh, high of 52, low of 45 with a 20% chance 
of showers. Thursday, 30% chance of rain on Thursday. See that, Jerry? It increased a little bit. There you go. 30% chance on Thursday. High of 56, low of 44 degrees. Uh, Again, with uh, cloudy skies. Friday, looks like the clouds are going to clear up a little bit for us, but still cold. High of 53 degrees, low of 40, and possible chance of rain 20%. With all that rain kind of hanging around, typically that means it's going to rain at some point, and those chances are going to go up. But yeah. um, definitely going to be a little chilly. I mean, after Tuesday, it only gets up to about the, the low 50s as, as the high. So yeah, yeah it'll be it'll be a little chilly. But I don't I don't maybe like you said a little during the break, Jerry. Probably in the hill country, they may see some of those freezing oh, yeah. temperatures. Yeah, well, with that rain forecast, they might. Might see some snow flurries up there. Oh, you can't you, tell. You had one snow in the last <laughs> ten years. <I'm> <laughs> well, I'm just saying we may get a double whammy here. With that, with that, well, I, what I like about it is those uh, temperatures below 45. We might actually get a peach crop. Yeah, this, this yeah. Next That's, year. This is perfect. Uh, yeah. ch- chilling weather. Now the hill country is, you know, where the, where the commercial folks are. That is going to be pretty perfect for them. But in yeah. the a lot of us have backyard peach trees and plum trees, apple trees, and uh, this this is uh, that weather below 45 degrees. Between 45 and 35 is mild enough to be mm-hmm. halfway pleasant. You can work in the garden and uh, just wear your jacket and uh, actually can uh, get enough chill for for our low chill peaches to to do some performing. A um, couple you have a more than well, if you have about two years in a row, Jerry, of uh, no chill, right? You're gonna you start getting some real damage on your trees, but oh yeah, because they they won't leaf out and uh, uh, store store up uh, nutrients if they if they have a sparse sparse canopies and, yeah. and dormant buds. It won't just be you won't have peaches; you just won't have a tree. Plant, uh. yeah. <laughs> So that's good. That's good news. Of course, as we as we keep reminding everybody, that uh, we're a long way from the end of the winter. Well, that's funny from somebody from Minnesota saying that. <laughs> you know, when when we expect to be out of the winter by the middle of February here, so we got uh, January and half of February left to get a, a disc. If we continue with this kind of weather, that'd be pretty pleasant. Oh yeah. But we should. We'll probably get at least. One freeze, and maybe Milton will be right with his production prediction that it'll be early in January. I, I hope Milton doesn't get used to being off, you know, uh, yeah. getting on vacation or whatever he's on. Oh, but uh, well, he has, you know, since he's gotten married, he I know it. Have you noticed uh, that, Kevin? Too, yeah, I've, I've noticed that. Fifteen too. years, he never missed a day. Never now, missed a day. Now he's traveling to the in-laws and. Having holiday parties. <laughs> that's, that's what women <laughs> do to you, Roy. All right. Yeah, you, yeah, practice up, Roy. <laughs> we may be doing this more than you think. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, we, we, we look forward to when he comes back. But uh, after, after uh, on the, in the new year. That's one. That's one of our New Year's resolutions that you should <laughs> put in your deal to, to, to take Milton back on the. Yeah. On the show again, and you, you know one of the one of the things I mentioned in that New Year's resolution, Jerry, that you, quite often you talk about, not as much this year as we have in past years, but uh, kind of 
introducing yourself to a new type of gardening, you know, something, to do, you know, like water gardens. Yeah. Uh, that used to be a thing right. you talked about a lot. Um, and lot, lots and of Millburger has good supplies of, uh, for water gardens. I, th- I think they have a place that installs them. Oh, gosh, yeah. And they got examples out there. There's yeah. five or six uh, de- demonstration water gardens going. And even at the entrance, they've got that waterfalls yeah. thing. And they've got all the the fish yeah. and, and all the uh, accessories for the garden, too. Sometimes, I guess because we don't, we don't talk about it as much as we do about vegetables and flowers, but... Uh, and that that's a that's another neat way to garden, and we used to have the water garden. Um, well, I, I think Milton was act, active in the water garden right, club right, for right. while, so we got more information. On and remember, garden. we have a uh, if you're in the superstar Texas superstars, we have a Texas superstar water lady called Texas Dawn, uh, produced by Ken uh, Lehman. Up in, uh, up in, uh, wait a minute, I'm, my mind just went blank on me. Uh, you're, you're Stays old. blank. Uh, but anyway, uh, it was bred here in Texas, and that's why it's called Texas Dawn, and it's the be- the most blooming, it's the bloomingest uh, water lilies that we could find. And it's still highly recommended by all the water garden experts in Texas. There's none. There's none really that perform real well in the shade, though, are there? They, I mean, that even that one requires yeah, yeah. sun, right? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, that that's a you know there's a lot to learn and uh, that's a lot of fun. A lot of and they've got a club here, water garden yeah. club here, and they're uh, inclined <laughs> to give you a lot of technical assistance and go to you know they welcome you at their. At their meetings, so it's and plant materials too. They swap plant materials. Really? Yeah. So uh, any any plant, <laughs> that's the thing about San Antonio. Any pl- any plant or any group, orchids or or uh, uh, any any group, any plant that you want to get super interested in, uh, there's usually roses. There's usually yeah roses. There's usually a uh, a group that uh, that uh, are uh-huh. experts in the in the group. On a little Florida <laughs> roses, of course. Yeah, just uh, let's let's go into that. It's a little less positive, but uh, you're kind of conducting a <laughs> study on the on that rose situation. It's going to be a short study because I have you had any feedback? No, I haven't. I haven't had any feedback. But we had that. Uh, you know, I thought. In fact, I, th- I was a little nervous. Maybe, maybe I overstated the rose that rose uh, situation there that we'd get, you know, get kind of overwhelmed, but uh, not much response. But we did, and that's good. That's the good news. Yeah, we did see that that the, the one listener that brought in those really distinctive symptoms. Oh yeah, and Big we just, time. gosh, it was like every symptom that in the book. In fact. We went out and took pictures of her mm-hmm. symptoms, and that's what was in the newspaper, the uh, from from their roses. Yeah. So, uh, but I'm glad. Uh, now, that's it, it's so bad in in uh, Dallas Fort Worth that Neil Spear made the comment the other day that uh, he hadn't seen a normal rose in four years. Yeah. 
This is the it's rose. spread to all roses. Rose rosette virus or rose rosette disease. I guess we call it RRD. Uh, right. And it's the symptoms are you quit the bloom. Your roses, especially knockouts, would have quit blooming three months ago, and then you you might have some really garish. I call them rogue stems right. going way up there. They're just loaded with with um, thorns, thorns yeah. and they uh, they look like suckers on peach trees. Right, yeah. And then they have this, this red color. And if you did some pruning, you might end up with witches, witches broom. Right. Which is uh, looks like a you know, herbicide, really severe yeah. herbicide. Death. In fact, when we saw the symptoms, that was one of the things we were considering. It, gosh, yeah, it looked like. The first questions we asked is: anybody sprayed any uh, contact herbicide near the ro- <laughs> near the roses? Uh, and the buds but, don't open uh, like it's thrip damage. You know, I mean, it's a lot, uh, but uh, it's different than thrip yeah. damage. Uh, the rose will partially, the bud will partially open, but then it won't open. And I've described the the foliage. As uh, looking like it's been frostburn, and we hadn't had we hadn't had a hard enough freeze to do, to cause that symptom. Now I've been looking at plantings around town, you know, in, in medians and entrances to uh, uh, restaurants and things like that. I haven't seen, seen any. any, so I don't I don't think we've got it very bad here. Yeah, and Jerry's been kind of doing an inventory. To make an assessment of what our situation was, because the only known treatment is rogue out those right, dig roses. them out, just get them out, packaging them up too, because you. Uh, and it was interesting in your the article in Plant Answers that that come that I used for my yeah newspaper. It's, it's still on there too. Yeah, if you uh, work in the garden with a rrd rose you, the little mites can be all over your clothes and everything and the, and if you can carry them from one one plant to another plant if the if you you know you've been an infected plant eight hours before up to eight hours before mm-hmm. so it's it, one if if in fact we do get faced with like they are in dallas we'll we'll have to have a Real strategy with yeah. uh, dealing with roses if we're going to ever and get the, the reason we made the push on it, and uh, we've been talking about it for over a month. You know, we casually mentioned it on uh-huh. the radio, and then we did this write up and put it on Plant Answers. It's still on plantanswers.com at uh, What is Wrong with My Knockout Roses? It's the topics of the month in red on the front page. And the reason we we did the promotion or the push now to identify any bushes that may have it is because if your bush does have it and and has those symptoms Calvin was listed, uh, you need to dig it out now. Yep. You need to dig it out now. It's going to be a source of infection. Yeah. We got you, al- you also need to uh, put in dormant oil. I think everybody should put dormant oil on this 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 fall, and Karen, you'll be probably be writing an article on that pretty soon. Yeah, I did. Uh, 
I mentioned it in the, the other article, and we'll probably write another. But go to planansers.com to, for more information. Meanwhile, we've got a call? Yeah, we got a call. You got a call on the line. We had Alan on the line. He gave us a call at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Alan, how are you? Hello, how y'all doing? We're doing great. How are you doing? Oh, I'm fine. Say, I, I was going to plan a little winter color. I have these violas, Johnny Jump Ups. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love those. Yeah, I got them at Millburger, and so... I just happen to have some fertilizer, mill organite. Um, yeah, that's good. Kind of, that's oh, good. That's be okay. Oh yeah, that's 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 that uh, northern manure that they sent down here <laughs> from Milwaukee. Yankee manure. You're using yeah. Yankee manure on your flowers. If you, if you can deal with that, uh, you know it, it it'd be good for. How do you how do you use your Johnny jump ups, Alan? Do you use them in containers or? In the flower bed? Uh, no, actually, I have a uh, some Mexican petunias out in these small areas, and uh, so you know they're they're in their off season. So yeah. I'm just going to spot them in between the yeah, Mexican a, petunias. That's a good idea. And so about the time the uh, violas quit, then the Mexican petunias should kick. That's back a good idea. You know, my wife, that's one of her favorite flowers, of the viola. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she plants them all, of, all over. She likes that clumping. Uh, I, 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 they're not not the one I would choose, you know. Oh, okay. But you, uh, you, you don't plant them, Jerry. You plant I wouldn't the let her plant them. You plant the plant, fancy sure. I, I wouldn't let her plant them. Yeah, Kevin, yeah, right. You're not planting those ugly little flowers in that's, my Yeah, that that, that really works. <laughs> <laughs> so you mix but the colors. They, they, they've got different colors now in the, yeah. in the violas and the Johnny jump ups. Right. Well, I got a uh, purple and a uh, purple and white and blue, so it's a nice little color. Oh mix. yeah, and a lot of times they'll reseed themselves. Yeah, oh, is that right? If you don't have a lot of mulch in there. But uh, they'll receive themselves, just like your Mexican petunia will receive itself. No, not nearly as, not nearly the same as the Mexican petunia. No, the Johnny Jump-Ups are No. <laughs> it, but, won't, it won't overtake your whole neighborhood. Uh, well, these are dwarfs. They're going to slowly overtake your neighborhood. All right. Well, I'll put some copious amounts of that in. There you go. That's what I was going to say. You could you could plant it. You could plant it in. Um, what, well, what, what, Alan, do you remember what that formula is? What is it? Four two two or something? Yeah, it's six, a low. Six, six two zero, I think. Six two zero. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. Uh, okay. I didn't know if the nitrogen was a little high, maybe. Wash your hand real good when you get through using that because <laughs> that's that's Yankee right. manure oh, that you use. Yeah, we didn't want to see it in its former life. Uh, <laughs> all right, thanks for calling, and have a Merry Christmas. Bye, Alan. All right, thanks, Alan. You can be a part of the show as well, 210-308-8867. You know, the, there used to be that mill organite was on the market much more aggressively than the Yeah, is now. but, but uh, and they used it on golf courses. Yeah, that's uh, that's right. where That's where it became famous was. They use it on golf courses all the time because it's a nice material, I mean, to spread yeah. and everything. Well, and there's no smell or anything. It's a, no, no. It's, yeah, it's wor- workable. And the fact that 6% seems a little 
high, but it ha- I always remember that it had a little more nitrogen than a lot of the organic materials. And do you know why? They, they what are, what are, you know where it comes from? Well, the uh, treatment plant. Yeah, but in Milwaukee. Yeah. Where they make beer. <laughs> Does that make a difference? That makes the, the They don't drink nitrogen. all the beer they make in Milwaukee. <laughs> they drink in other places. <laughs> but, I mean, the manufacturer is there. So he, he pour, he's pouring all that uh, beer uh, residue into okay. the there was some con- the there was a bit of con- yeah controversy about that yeah yeah that it wasn't as reci- much recycling as they talked about all yeah. right all right we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back give us a call toll free it's eight six six three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road with a last-minute gift idea for you. It's a gift certificate from Millburgers. I know what you're saying. Yeah, Milton, every year you tell us about this. Well, here's why. There's a reason. It's a great gift idea, and here's why. If you've got someone who's a gardening fan, not even an avid gardener, but someone who just enjoys plants, a gift certificate of Millburgers allows them to get what they want when they want. So maybe they want a fountain. Maybe they want a hat. Maybe they want a tool. Maybe they want a tree. Maybe they just want a plant to give to somebody. That gift certificate will allow them to get what they want when they want. Here's a quick example. Fruit trees arrive in mid-January to early February. The best selection is at Millburgers then. So you can't get them to them now, but you can get them that gift certificate and then they can go during that time period and get what they want. That's a gift certificate from Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road, Give them a call and learn more. 497-3760. 210-497-3760. Sound asleep, the Coopers awoke to a strange sound. Honey, what's that noise? Is that a bat? Maybe it's a bird? Go look. You go look. Ah, it's our paint. It's peeling off of our house. If only they had hardy plank siding. Hi, I'm Frank Harder with Brightwing Custom Exteriors. If you're ready to add value and protect your home, plus save money, call Brightwing Custom Exteriors at James Hardy Preferred Remodeler. With our free no-obligation consultation, we'll come to you with new ideas and make your home new again. And as a one-stop shop when upgrading to Hardy Plank Siding, update your windows and doors. We'll even install new seamless gutters to protect your home. Find Brightwing Custom Exteriors at brightwingcustom.com. There you'll see satisfied stories from happy South Texans and view hundreds of photos of our work. 210-621-3745 or make an appointment online at brightwingcustom.com. When it's time to choose sides, choose Brightwing. This is Albert Muller for townhall.com. Everyone knows about George Frederick Handel, but few remember Charles Jennings. But it was Jennings who wrote and conceived the idea of the Messiah the massive oratorio that is performed thousands of times worldwide at Christmas. Jennings wrote the libretto, that is the text of the Messiah, tying together the Bible's central story, God's salvation of his people through the work of the Messiah. He used the very words of the Bible for his text. Jennings had a purpose in his project, and that was to remind his audience of the truth and power of the story of salvation, and thus his attention to the birth of Christ. In just 21 days, Handel put the words to majestic music. For unto us a child is born. That is the prophet's declaration of God's great gift to us at Christmas. It is the reason for the unspeakable joy Christians know at Christmas. Merry Christmas from the Salem Radio family. I'm Albert Moeller.
Learn more at townhallreview.com. Let's face it, we love Alexa, and we love to let her find your favorite radio station. This one, of course. We love it, too, when she finds us. But she could find us easier if we taught her a simple skill. To get started, simply say, Alexa, enable the answer San Antonio skill. After she confirms, you can then say, Alexa, play the answer San Antonio. That's all you have to do, and Alexa will learn how to find us. You can listen to us through your Amazon Echo, Echo Show, Echo Dot, and Amazon Tap devices. Alexa, what is your favorite radio station? That's easy. 9.30 a.m., The Answer. We at 9.30 a.m. The Answer thank you for listening and frankly ask you to give your business to our sponsors. Businesses we know you can trust when it comes to services for your home and family like Texas Plumbing Diagnostics, Pax Financial, and Bright Wing Exteriors who will give a free no-obligation consultation on improving and protecting your home with windows and hardy plank siding. 210-621-3745 for Bright Wing Exteriors. On a home team as seen at 9.30 a.m. The Answer. All right, guys. We are back. Millburgers Garden in South Texas. Roy McDonald filling in for Milton Glick here with Jerry Parsons, Calvin Finch. And you all give us a call at 210 308 8867. Or you can contact us toll-free, 866-308-8867. And we have Catherine on the line wanting to speak with you guys. Catherine, how are you? I am fine, and I love your show. Well, you're the one. You're the one <laughs> yeah. we've been looking for. Hey, Thanks, y'all remind Catherine. me of when I was a kid growing up in the 50s, and it brings back warm memories. <laughs> I was a kid growing up in the 50s, too. Yeah, I know. There's, there's a lot of us, I guess. I'm, I'm, I'm much younger than that. So yeah. I mean. <laughs> Listen, my question is about a plumeria that I grew from a seed. <laughs> you have to have a lot of patience for that. I'll say. It, yes, and it's about three, maybe four years old. My problem, I mean, it grows wonderfully outside on my front porch. It gets shade and enough sun. But during the winter, if I bring it inside the house, it uh, starts losing leaves immediately. Right. And th- so I stuck it back outside on the front porch after the cold weather, and now it's kind of losing leaves again. So what <laughs> should I do? Well, most most people just let them lose leaves yeah. all winter. Just treat it as a, a stick that's going to rebud. Right. And in the in the summertime, so I'm not sure there's any advantage in terms of blooming to to keep the foliage on, but, but through that cycle that you're talking about. Yeah, uh, I've that, never had a bloom on it yet. <laughs> yeah, that that yeah. that's one of the issues. That's w- that's why that we don't talk about them a lot, and uh, and you know talk talk about them a lot, and uh, because they're sparse bloomers. However, I've did you did, the interesting thing about the plumeria if if is uh if when you move it in did you notice how you break stems off no don't don't throw those away all you all you need is a a six six to ten inch stem and uh you can store it through through the winter and that next uh, just out uh, like a cactus. And then uh, next spring, just stick it in a pot, and it'll it'll root and start growing. Oh, 
Warren well, Shor- Warren Short, the master gardener yeah. in Class 1, he used to grow them, and he would just store them. But then there was, there was some other master gardener, I can't remember the name, that almost like was like firewood. Exactly. They'd exactly. carry in the big bundles, and then they'd take them, take them out in the spring and uh, replant them all. That's the way they do in the valley. I, I was down there, and they actually had bins that they would store them in by the color. Uh, and just break them into pieces and store them like like cordwood. And you know, wow. Catherine, some people I don't know if they know tricks. They're not telling us, but some people seem to are able to get them to bloom. Yeah. And then there's some selection. I think part of it is the selections. If you get the right selections, they're yeah. I think the variety has a lot to do with it. Yeah. And yours, where you started it from nothing, you're yeah. really yeah really a challenge. I bet I, I I would bet if you do, do these cuttings like we're talking about, that it'll bloom. The cuttings will bloom better than the mother mother plant. Okay, so so should I wait until all the leaves are gone and then do the cuttings? It doesn't matter. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have another well, question for you about okay. Meyer lemon trees. Okay. Did you do well this year? No, awful. Covered in ants. Ants. Yes. You mean, you mean in the root uh, in, in the root pot in the in the potting mix? No, it's it's in the ground and it's done wonderfully. I've had like 125 pounds of uh, lemons through okay. through seasons. Okay. But uh, this year, it was it was just covered in ants, and I I put uh, stuff on it to try and get rid of them, but it it just yeah, I only had maybe fifteen lemons this year. Well, that that probably probably was not from the ants because they they even though they yours sounded like it made it through the winter pretty well. The that uh, cold spell um, really hurt the blooms and reduced reduced the uh, number of of lemons. But what did you use to try to to kill the ants. Actually, somebody told me about uh, vinegar, putting vinegar on it, and a little soap, you know, like Dawn soap. I sprayed them. did kill the ants, but they'd come back. Yeah, and well, they were just all over the tree. And it, it's at least an eight-year-old tree, so yeah. it, it's done wonderfully. Yeah. You know, something that's a little easier, it's an organic control, and it's much easier to deal with in, or in a vinegar mix is... Uh, uh, the and a, and a vinegar mix too could have some I- issues with the foliage, but okay. uh, just get one of those spinosad uh, products. Some of the spinosad baits, or yeah, or I would just I think or, they or have the baits, yeah, too. and just or even you know if you spray it around that base area, but the baits would probably be good too, um, and and okay. it it is a pretty effective fire ant control. Look, you you probably, like at Milberger's, there's probably two or three different products that have spinosad as the active ingredient, and you just pick the one that meets your needs the most, easier, okay. to, easier to use, and then then should deal with the ants. They're fire ants you're talking about, right? No, these oh. are just regular little black ants. Oh. Well, those, those baits will work on yeah. any ant. Okay, I will try that. And, uh, you know, it's blooming right now again. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, they're amazing, those Myra lemons. Oh, and they smell so divine. Oh, gosh. <laughs> And you, yeah, and all, all citrus is like how that. Have you cover, how have you covered it Is survived I, in the ground? I don't. I wow. don't. Wow. I mean, that, that, that Meyer lemon has been mm-hmm. amazing me. In is this cold, shel- cold is it in a sheltered location? or? It is. Uh, it faces the north and the east. Wow. That's not true. I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, knock it's a on strong wood. little thing, but boy, when it was first growing, it sure did have those thorns on it. Yeah, yeah. Did you grow it from seed? Oh, no. I bought a small plant, I think, from uh, Millburgers. Okay. And it's it's been in the ground a long time, and it's always done very well. Of course, people, it's in the front yard. I made a big mistake of putting it in front because people come by and pick my lemons. No, <laughs> they wouldn't do that. Oh, yeah, they do. <laughs> and I said, just wait until I give them away, because they all think they're lime trees. And it's like, no, it's a lemon tree. So they're not any good when they're green. Okay. Did, did it grow out of those thorns, or did it still have thorns? Oh, it doesn't have very many thorns anymore. Okay. Yeah, but it used to. I used to get scratched picking those babies. Okay. Jumped and got you. Sounds good. Yes. All right, Catherine. Well, we- Listen, I enjoy your show. Listen to it every Saturday. Well, we're glad you listen. We appreciate it. I get so much good information from y'all. And uh, have a Merry Christmas, and thank you for the information. Okay, thank right. you Merry for Christmas calling. To you. Thank you, Catherine. We're going to stay with the phones, guys. We have John on the line. We've got a couple minutes left in the show. See if we can get John's question answered. How are you, John? Hey, little man. I'm doing good. Um, you there? Yes, yes sir. sir. Hey, look, I'm gonna. I want to uh, uh, root some uh, fig tree cuttings, and I'll have access to the tree all year long. So, is it better to take them now and and uh, hold them over the winter, take them in the early spring, and then root them right away, or what's the deal? Take them in. Take six to eight inch. Six to eight. Is that six to eight inch? Looks like yeah. eight, to eight to ten. Yeah. Eight to ten. Okay. Yeah. Eight to ten inch uh, cuttings, tip cuttings, in other words, off of last year's wood, and take them in February, first part uh, of February. So if and I then, took them now, go ahead. Yeah, you can take them now, too, if you want to. Go ahead. Finish what you're saying. I didn't mean to interrupt you. That's all right. You can, you can take them now and put them in the refrigerator if you want to. Well, that's what I was thinking. You know, years ago, I, I vaguely remember uh, I, I took some fi- uh, figs and I took them and bundled them and buried them upside down in the garden and dug them up in the spring and they all rooted. Listen at you. You ever heard of that? Yeah, yeah that's the old-time uh, method. The reason you buried them upside down. Because he was an Aggie? Is uh, <laughs> <laughs> because uh, the the soil warm when the soil warms up eventually or slowly, uh, the the bottom of the cutting being closer to the surface of the soil uh, will be stimulated and will root before the uh, before the uh, uh, top part, which is upside down or down deeper, uh, gets the warm weather. So that that's a that's an old old timey technique that's, that that really works. Yeah, it did. Re- it was very effective, and I, hell, I guess that's fifty years ago. I did that, and but I didn't know why. I just did what I was told. Yeah, that's that's and, why. Uh, 
when you bury yeah, them well, upside down. It's fine. Yeah, you just got to remember where the hell you buried them. But uh, yeah, uh, that's what I was thinking to say. I, I didn't know if you were an Aggie or not. And uh, yeah, I hear you. Forget, forget, you know, forget where you buried them. <laughs> but 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 normal. anyway, you don't have to necessarily do that if you don't want to. Uh, yeah, you uh, you can just take the cuttings to ten to twelve inches long, and then uh, then in about February uh, February stick them in stick them into pots, maybe stick uh, five five or six into a potting mix or compost or something like that in a pot, and uh, they'll root right in that pot. It'll it'll take them a while, but uh, they'll root right in that pot. When I saw them in the refrigerator, what's, what's the best container or whatever to put just, them in? Just wrap them in. Uh, you, you can put a piece of moist paper towel around them and then just put them in a Ziploc bag if you want All to. All right. I can handle that. Hey, one quick question. Okay. I had a hard, hard time, and I think I know what happened. But anyway, I had a hell of a time trying to get my Crawford lettuce up this year. I normally have good success. I just throw them out there, and they come up thicker than hell, and then I separate, transplant them in rows, and they grow like right. gangbusters. John, John I'm sorry, John. We're going to have to get you to call back. I'm sorry. ran out of time, guys. Okay. That's it. We're out of here. A lot of people had trouble with it this year. Yeah. Sounds good. Bye, Jim. All right, guys. Well, give us a call. Uh, you can enjoy the show tomorrow. Millburgers Garden in South Texas got to sign off. You guys won't be here, though, right? No, it's taped. Yeah, it's going to be taped, so you can guys can catch us then. <laughs> Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.